I was unbeatable at horse growing up. If you don't know what horse is, it's a game you play when you want to play basketball, but you've only got one hoop or you only have like three players. The way it works is one person shoots from wherever they want, and if they make it, everyone else has to make that shot too. If you miss that shot, you get a letter. When you get enough letters to spell out horse, you lose. I'd invite friends to come play horse in my driveway after school all the time. When the game got close, I'd pretend to have an idea. I'd really sell it. Hey, I wonder if I can make a shot from way back on the grass off one bounce. Wouldn't that be crazy? Then I'd drain the shot and win every time. My poor victim had no idea I'd taken that shot hundreds of times, maybe thousands, that I knew exactly which crack in the driveway to aim for, and that if I threw the ball hard enough off that crack, I couldn't miss. Our worn down backboard would deaden every shot and the ball would drop right in. I'd even name the shot after one of my favorite Knicks players at the time, Rolando Blackman. Nope, you weren't beating me when I broke out the Rolando Crackman. Your startup idea probably won't work. That's not news. 95% or whatever that number is of startups fail. What is news is why y'all fail. After being pitched thousands of idea stage pre-product startup ideas in the past five years at Tacklebox, I'm convinced it's not just because, quote, startups are really hard. And the things we all pay lip service to, working hard, being lucky, raising funding, building a team, I've seen plenty of people nail all of those and still fail. Startups are hard, obviously, but the majority of founders make them impossible. They're doomed from day one and they never know it. They were starting the wrong thing and they honestly never had a shot. Today we're going to talk about why the way people think about startup ideas is fundamentally wrong. And we're going to talk about the right way. And like any startup theory worth its salt, it's completely counterintuitive. You're only going to have a couple of opportunities to completely immerse yourself in a project in your life. This podcast exists to help you identify and pursue the right ones, the ones that'll give you an unfair advantage. I'm here to help you find your Rolando Crackman. I'm Brian Scordato, and this is the Idea to Startup podcast brought to you by Tacklebox. Our last Tacklebox cohort of the year, your last chance to start a startup in 2020, starts October 28th. If you've got a startup idea and a full-time job and you want to test out the former without quitting the latter, apply at gettacklebox.com or drop us a line at team at gettacklebox.com. Every good story has a villain. The villain for you, if you're starting a company, is what I call a whisper idea. ClassPass for Meditation Studios isn't a bad idea. I've been pitched ClassPass for Meditation Studios a whole bunch of times during my days at Tacklebox, and certainly most of those pitches came before COVID, but they are still coming in. ClassPass for Meditation is what I call a whisper idea. It's in a group that includes ways for crowded bars or for parking spots, a convoluted way to get rid of brokers in New York City, an app for daily wardrobe recommendations, an app for groups of friends to date each other, and about 50 others. I'd guess that 90% of the ideas I hear at Tacklebox are whisper ideas, and I'd guess that some of you listening have actually had the startup ideas I just mentioned. I started calling these whisper ideas because whenever founders pitched them to me, they'd lean in real close. This used to happen at coffee shops, and it almost always happened after they'd asked me to sign an NDA. The founder would lean in close, look around to make sure no one was listening, and then in their softest voice say, here's what I'm working on. The Zoom version of this is even more hilarious. I had a guy pitching me his idea a few weeks back, and when he got to the exciting part of the pitch, he turned around to see if, I guess, his wife was listening. Maybe it was for effect, but I think whisper ideas are deep-seated in people's brains. 
One founder that pitched me ClassPass for Meditation Studios stands out in my mind. This particular founder was razor sharp, McKinsey and HBS. I listened as she rehashed conversations she'd had with customers on both sides of the market, people who ran meditation studios and people who meditated, everyone was on board. She'd saved money for a year and had recently hired a development shop to build out version one, an app that would allow customers to subscribe to the monthly service and book classes at participating studios. The backend would even play nicely with MindBody, the studio's existing booking software. Her plan was to start with 10 meditation studios in lower Manhattan to prove the concept. Next, she'd raise a seed round. Validate, raise, expand, hire, grow. Rinse, repeat. She nailed the pitch. It all sounded so logical. And that's why whisper ideas are so dangerous. In your non-startup life, logical is good. Incremental growth is good. Overwhelming external validation is good. When this founder told her friends about ClassPass for Meditation, they validated it. Act fast, they said. This is the one. Don't let someone else beat you to this. Founders working on whisper ideas never think the risk is in the idea. The biggest risk is always speed. They tell themselves it hasn't been built yet because no one has thought of it yet. ClassPass was obvious after the fact, and this will be too. When your biggest differentiator is simply, no one else has thought of this yet, well, you probably got a whisper idea on your hands. Just like every story needs a villain, every villain needs a hero. Luckily, we've got one for this story too. And at the risk of sounding ridiculously lame, the hero's gotta be you. In the startup world, no one else is doing it for you. I visualize every startup idea as an hourglass filled with sand. The minute you start pursuing an idea, you flip that hourglass over. The sand is the amount of time you've got to build something meaningful. The amount of sand you start with is variable. It's based on a bunch of inputs like founder, domain expertise, team, market, funding, potential needs, key insight, and customer. The more unique or elite your advantage is in any of those categories, the more sand goes in the hourglass to start. The goal of your startup idea is to maximize your initial portion of sand. This is the polar opposite of a whisper idea. You aren't picking an idea you need to execute fast, you're picking an idea that allows you to build slow. You aren't looking for an idea that most people will push you to pursue, you're looking for an idea that most people don't understand. As Peter Thiel says, and I don't agree with him on a lot, but his book Zero to One is fantastic, competition is for losers. The holy grail is when your hourglass has more sand than anyone else's possibly could if they chose to pursue the same idea. There's no need to whisper if you're the only one who can actually do it. My example of playing horse as a kid is silly, but also kind of what you should be looking for. No one had a chance to compete with me on that shot because they'd have had to live in my house to practice. They'd need to notice the crack and notice the dead backboard and care enough to go out of their way to learn how to make that shot. Looking for an idea that gives you as much sand or time as possible brings up two questions. First, why do I need so much time? Why is slow good? I thought I was supposed to move fast and break things. Slow is good because the first version of your product is going to be wrong. So will the second, third, and probably fourth. Even if you're the most qualified person in the world, it'll take a long time to build the right thing. It took ClassPass three years to find their way to product market fit. The sand in your hourglass buys you the time to make early mistakes. You don't need to spend precious time learning the nuances of the market or customer or problem. You already know that stuff. You get to spend your time figuring out the hard, unpredictable things. You get to build slowly. You get to focus on a small group of people and build them something small and specific they love and then expand. 
You get to learn all the niche, tiny customer acquisition channels that all the big guys aren't focused enough to find. Because you know how to segment customers and what small product will add value, you get to add more value than anybody else ever could. Founders with Whisper Ideas don't have enough time to learn the nuances of the customer needed to build something small, simple, and useful. So they build something big and they hope it resonates. Something like ClassPass for meditation. Their margin for error is zero. Your product will succeed for one of two reasons. Either it's the best product anyone's ever seen, or it's a great product for a very small group of specific people. You're much more likely to be successful because you chose a narrow group of customers only you understand than to just be the greatest product builder of all time. Second question, does this mean I can only start something in a space where I'm already an expert? If you wanna give yourself the best shot at success, yes. I subscribe to the growth mindset, so it pains me to say that founders should only pursue ideas in areas where they already have overwhelming expertise, but that's kind of how it goes. You'll need to learn a ton as you build. You'll need all your energy focused on learning the nuances of a space, not the space itself. Of course, you can hire for this. You may have an insight into the consumer side of the lunch delivery business. If you want to leverage that insight, you better partner with someone who has food sourcing knowledge and experience with supply chain, or you'll end up spending the sand your insight provided you learning the nuances of that industry. The startup idea you pursue should be one that you've been unconsciously preparing for your entire life. It should be built around your strengths, not built around a gap that you see in the market. What are you uniquely incredible at? What do you know that no one else does? The first thing you should ask yourself when you have an idea is, why am I the best person to start this? And if you're looking for startup ideas, stop looking out and start looking in. Get a big piece of paper and draw a bunch of circles. The circles are your skills, your network, your knowledge bases. Then start overlapping the circles. The most likely space for you to build something differentiated is where there's a culmination of a bunch of different disparate skill sets. Lots of our best founders at Tacklebox are immigrants. They live somewhere else and got that worldview. Simply layering on approaches to problems from different cultures to problems we have here starts to create a unique potential opportunity. Other founders that have succeeded have come from backgrounds that meander all over the place. A recent founder had been in marketing, then he was a journalist, then he went overseas and worked in hospitality, then he came back and worked behind the bar at Starbucks for six months and behind the counter at McDonald's for six months. And now he's building out a totally differentiated coffee brand that pulls together elements and learnings from each stop. You'll never get an extraordinary opinion if your background is ordinary. Founders ask me a lot what a good idea looks like. It's hard for me to say what it looks like, but I know what it doesn't look like. Linear. It doesn't look like the natural evolution of what already exists. Anyone can come up with that. It looks like a combination of interesting backgrounds and skill sets that led to a specific customer with a specific problem that everyone else in the market overlooked. And the solution almost always pulls from other industries. There's business model innovation in places people never look. If you ever find yourself whispering your idea at a coffee shop, stop. I can't always recognize a good idea, but I know a bad one is always whispered. There's undoubtedly an idea you are the best person in the world to pursue. One that you can scream from the rooftops. One that's worth your time to build. Find it. This is the Idea to Startup podcast brought to you by Tacklebox. And if you've got a startup idea and a full-time job, we want to hear from you. If you made it to this point in the podcast and you aren't building a whisper idea, or if you think that maybe you are and you need to get another set of eyes on it, shoot an email to team at gettacklebox.com and we'll work it out. If you want to build your startup idea and don't want to wait until 2021, we've got a cohort starting October 28th. Apply at gettacklebox.com. 
have a great week.